Live from the Finley Toyota Studios, it's Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Back here, Cofield and Company, on a Tuesday. We're watching some developments in the Golden Knights game. We're trying to find out if there's an injury or a stick issue, or excuse me, a, a skate issue here. So uh, stay tuned for that. 0-0 Golden Knights and Toronto tied uh, in this one. And we'll get to uh, an update on what's going on with Aiden Hill. But, Damon, it is uh, one of the most exciting times of the year, my friend. You know what that is? Uh, I know for you, it's got to be the week of the Combine. It is Combine time. I mean, I love it. I think it's one of the greatest events in sports. Uh, It's very exciting. It it does look like it's a skate issue here, by the way, for Aiden Hill. They're trying to work on it over uh, on the bench. So hopefully for them, avoided some further injury issues. That again, 0-0 here with Toronto. But I do love the Combine. I wish I was there. Uh, Unfortunately, this year I'm not. But uh, we will get all kinds of news coming out of there, including Tom Telesco speaking today. Uh, with the media up in Indianapolis. And I know somebody who's very invested in everything going on with the Raiders and in the Combine is our own Q Myers, who joins us right now. How are you doing, sir? I'm fantastic, man. How are you doing? Holding it down, checking on those Golden Knights? <laughs> yep, uh, they are, uh, they're just starting the second period here. And yes, officially, Aiden Hill is fine. He had a, a skate blade break. So they were carrying him off the ice, essentially. And I was wondering if he just couldn't skate oh, or if he didn't have a skate. Yeah. It looked like the skate just kind of fell off, so... Uh, he is good to go and back in the net uh, for the Golden Knights. So no worries there. Uh, not a ton of worries right now in the offseason for the Raiders, but plenty to address. Uh, so I want to get into that. But I first just want to start with what are kind of the big news stories that are developing? What are people talking about? What's the buzz going around the combine? Right right now it's a lot of Justin Fields conversation. There's some Kirk Cousins conversations going on as well. I don't think there was any mistake and any coincidence when Kirk Cousins put out a video of him dropping back on the tennis court. I think he was trying to let everyone know and send a message that, hey, by the way, I'm healthy and I'm ready to go and I cannot be franchised by the Vikings. So uh, open for business over here. Uh, Justin Fields, obviously, uh, the conversation around who's going to trade for him, what that trade could look like, who's going to be involved, the rumors coming out of here or so far, the the Falcons, the Raiders, and the Steelers. I don't see him in Pittsburgh, but I really don't see him in Vegas either, but the names are all attached, so that's always something to pay attention to. Those are really the two big storylines right now. I actually kind of do see him in Pittsburgh, interestingly. Um, And we'll see how that develops. Uh, But I I do want to get your take on – you mentioned the Raiders. You said you don't see it. Um, I am fascinated by this because I thought Luke Getze's hiring meant Justin Fields is out because I thought Justin Fields log- was logical going to the Raiders for right. much of the last few months. Well, this this could be a great fit. He's not a rookie, but he's not yet to his uh, you know to his massive contract. Kind of that bridge guy. See what he has for the next couple of years, and then decide if you want to make him your guy long term. And then they bring in Getzey, and I said, oh, this isn't going to happen. And then I hear from some people in Chicago that say, not so fast. They actually have a good relationship. What is your understanding of where their relationship is? That's what I'm understanding as well right now, and that's kind of how the tide has turned. And it's funny, being on Raider Nation Radio 920, a lot of Raider Nation's like, okay, so you're just saying Jaden Daniels is out and now it's all about Justin Fields. I was like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the text messages that I'm receiving are coming from people saying, watch out for the Raiders and Justin Fields. There's a strong possibility. And then Vinny Bonsignor, who's also our colleague, obviously at the RJ with you and Raider Nation Radio with me, he's getting text text messages from players that are on the team, people that are close to them saying, 
Justin Fields with the good and silver and black, and I don't think that's a coincidence. So there's there's things going on. I'm not saying it's going to happen and it's a done deal, but I think that there's a lot more momentum for Justin Fields to the Raiders than I believed even heading into the combine week. Yeah, to me, Chip Kelly has always been kind of the the you know the relationship there yep. to to yep. watch to see what they're um, you know how they interact, and it sounded like they have a pretty good one from the time in Chicago, but we'll we'll find out. But I think the biggest key is how does Getzy feel about him, and how does Fields feel about Getzy. Because, again, my thought was, well, it didn't work out there. That's over. Right. But if, if Fields you know, indirectly told the Raiders, and if Getze told the Raiders directly, hey, I can work with him. That's my guy. We just, you know, we need another, you know, another place, some, some, some receivers, you know, an offensive line, like the, maybe the Raiders are trying to build, uh, maybe a different setting helps us our relationship go forward because maybe it wasn't as bad as we thought. We just thought it didn't work, so they're not going to work together. To me, that's the whole key. And if we really got a feel for what Getsy's relationship is with Fields, I think we would know a little bit more about where they're going to go. And Getsy, when he spoke, spoke very highly of Justin Fields. Right, exactly. I do think that there could be something there. And like me and Vinny were saying today, if that were to be a marriage that worked, it only would have to be a sign-off by both guys. Justin Fields would have to say, hey, yeah, Getsy's my guy. And Getsy say, yeah, Fields is my guy. And then I think there'd be no questions asked. Like, okay, I get it. Let's see how it works. Like you said, it's a minimum deal. Uh, he's got a fifth-year option that if you trade for him, I mean, I would think you pick it up. It's only $22 million, which, as you know, is cheap for a quarterback. So, yeah, I could definitely see it going. He's still not QB one for me. He's not my you know favorite option out there, but he definitely could be an option if you're the Raiders and you need a quarterback, which they clearly do. You need to go ahead and make sure you take a look at all options that are out there. Again, we're talking to Q Myers from Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Q, I've got to ask you about Tom Telesco. He did speak to the media today. Did he say anything yep. enlightening or was it all just, I want to say coach speak, well let's just say GM speak. No, he did. He, he, I think he said some things that, you know, were pretty good. Uh, he said that the offense has a long ways to go. I don't think that that's earth-shattering. I think we all knew that. But he sounded like that he really wants to address the offensive line, which is something that I think has been needed for quite a while. We look at the right side of that offensive line and realize that there's, uh, you know, that you need to have a, a really solid right tackle, not to mention that guys like Andre James and Jermaine Illuminor are free agents, right? And I think Greg Van Roten as well. They have like three guys on that offensive line that are free agents. He also told me when I asked him what his philosophy was in free agency as far as, you know, how do you build a team with free agents and also the draft because you never want to go at least in my opinion you don't want to go too heavy on the free agents that's not the way to build a team and he said I don't want to spend a lot of money but I think we're going to be a lot more active in free agency than I want to we just need to go ahead and make it happen there's there's areas that we need to fill and we need to go ahead and do it so I look for that to mean that the Raiders are going to be very active in free agency and I think it's going to be along that offensive line and maybe even the defensive line as well he builds to the trenches just like Howie Roseman does in Philadelphia he's done it before I can see him doing it again yeah and I've I've had some issue with the way people talk about the offensive line because a lot of people have said Raiders need to work on the offensive line. They need the offensive line. And I think a lot of times it's a scapegoat when an offense doesn't work. Well, the offensive line. If people don't sure. actually study it and look at it and, right. and see how they work. The offensive line was good last year. I right. think by any stretch, by any measure, they were good. The issue is three of them are free agents. Yes. And so it's not just that they have to get better at the offensive line because you can always get better at every category, but it's that – they don't have those same guys. They don't have unless they re-signed all of them, which I don't think is going to happen. 
they've got to they've got to address the offensive line because they're going to lose some of those pieces. Uh, and you hope that you get better along the way. But I think it's fair to say they were just outside the top ten. If you really you know look at some of the the rankings breakdowns, and if you do it kind of objectively, they were good enough last year. So you can't just blame the offensive line for where they were. They obviously need need work in other areas, as they've talked about. Uh, quarterback being one of them. Um, I did. Let's see. I was, there's a couple of different directions we could go with it. We already talked about Fields. You mentioned Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins was not on my radar for the Raiders really at all. Right. Until Devontae Adams brought him up. Right. And Devontae doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't say things on accident. No. I thought that was fascinating. Have you heard any more connections being up there? Because I'll, I'll tell people, the Combine is an incredible place for me. Um, and the Combine is not about going and listening to the press conferences. It's not about going and watching guys work out. That is, to me, like 2% of what the Combine is mm-hmm. in terms of doing your work. It's going to dinners. It's going to the bars. It's hanging out because that's where everybody's just kind of talking, and you have agents talking to coaches, and people are doing shots, and their their lips loosen yep. up a little bit. And yep. uh, all the work to me at the combine is done like 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Uh, that's when you're working hard at the combine. So uh, have you have you heard? Not, I'm not asking that that specific scenario, but is there any buzz about Kirk Cousins and the Raiders? No, not right now. A lot of the buzz that I'm hearing so far, and again, it's only Tuesday, is what is that the, there's a good shot that he's going to return to Minnesota, that they've already started to kind of work on bringing him back. Like that's something that they really want to focus in on uh, returning to Minnesota with Kirk Cousins. So that's really the conversation right now. But again, it's Tuesday, and tonight's really the first night that everyone's really going to get after it. Sure. A lot of folks got into town last night, so like you said, it is about the after-hours networking, and that's when – uh, plans start to be made. That's why I think we'll find out about Justin Fields and a lot more about him by the end of the week. The 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 idea of what it's going to take to trade for him, I think, will be out there, and we'll probably have a good idea of who really wants to trade for him. But I do believe, like a team like the Falcons, I believe a team like the Steelers, you know, potentially the Raiders, because like you said, Devontae Adams doesn't throw something out there just to throw it out there. It's everything is calculated. He's a smart dude. So I mean, they could be. Uh, involved in that, but I, I just think that the quarterback that they need is probably a guy that has a little bit more mobility. I'm not saying a Lamar Jackson type guy, but a guy that just has a little bit of wiggle in him, and he's coming off the Achilles, a little bit older, and I think he's going to cost more money than Tom Telesco and company wants to spend, but then again, Tom Telesco said they're going to spend a lot of money in free agency, so there's that. It's a dinner at either Harry and Izzy's or St. Elmo, yep. drinks at either Kilroy's or the hotel bar, which is just wild, Yep. and then... uh after party, I mean, look, Prime is the spot. Uh, that's where everybody. That's where everybody hits up. That's where it gets real wild at like four a.m. Yeah, uh, that, that's where. That's the, where it got wild last year for yeah. us. That's where uh, I went upstairs and I was hanging out with Von Miller, and he was asking where I was from. I was like, "Oh yeah, from Vegas." And he's like, "Oh my guy, Max Crosby," and he Facetimed him at like one or two in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's <laughs> essentially that. that's essentially what's happening uh, at those right. spots. And then and I, like I said, that's where. You know, rumors are started and, and deals yep. are done and that sort of thing. So that's what makes the combine really interesting. And like you can sit at home and watch the the, the guys throw and the guys right. run and uh, the guys lift and all that stuff. Uh, it's it's about the relationships and the networking and that's what uh, happens at the combine where, where rumors get started. Some true, some not. By the way, yep. a lot of it is hey, I'm I'm gonna pretend I'm drinking and drunk and throw something out there and see if it spreads. Like yeah. that happens. Oh, yeah, for sure, especially when agents and even GMs like Ryan Poles, for example, with Chicago, you think he doesn't want out there? There's a lot of teams trying to get up there to get that number one spot, or there's a lot of teams that want Justin Fields. He wants to drive the price of everything up. He said today that, uh, you know, they they want a return for that number one spot like they got last year when they traded with Carolina, or else they, you know, they're they're going to – 
basically stick with the pick, right? And I think we all believe that they're going to take Caleb Williams at number one. But he said if we can get a haul like we got last year, then they could be open for business. So what does that mean? Well, what do you guys have out there? Who wants to trade up and see what kind of, you know, what kind of market they could potentially have for that? So, yeah, all of it, everything is calculated, whether it's after hours, during hours, whatever the case may be. Everything here is calculated to see the reaction and see what kind of rumors get rolling. I feel like when I hear people say – are the Bears going to trade Justin Fields or are they going to trade the number one pick? And it's it's one or the other. And my answer is, why not both? Because you could trade Fields and get maybe a good haul. Yeah. And then you could trade the number one pick. And if you say, well, you're not going to get a quarterback then. Aren't there teams sitting at two and three that need a quarterback? Yep. Like, if Facts. you were going to offer me, say, a bunch, a bunch of picks for the number one pick and you're at two or three – Mm-hmm. I'm listening, and I'm still yeah. taking either May or Daniels, preferably Daniels for me, but I'm taking one of those guys and getting the return for both Caleb Williams and Justin Fields. Like That seems to be a pretty powerful position to be in. If they move down even one spot, they're getting an extra first-round pick out of it. Yeah. And I think that Caleb Williams probably wants to play in Washington as opposed to Chicago because he is from the sure. D.C. area. Cliff Kingsbury clearly knows him. I think that that could be in play. And if you're Chicago and you just trade down one spot, and like you said, Jaden Daniels and Drake May is still in play. And, oh, by the way, you have the number nine overall pick too. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. not in a bad position. You can, And then, oh, by the way, you're going to trade Justin Fields too. You can really start, if you're Ryan Poles, to turn this roster around in Chicago with what they want to do. Absolutely. And something to monitor for sure. And if the, if the commanders are moving on and they're getting Caleb Williams potentially, um, what happens to Sam Howell? Because that's another name I've heard connected to the Raiders. I haven't heard that name connected. I'm not too sure. I all last year while we were, you know, kind of doing our little camp researches and doing our behind the scenes with all these teams, I kept questioning, you know, are, are, is Washington really happy with Sam Howell? Yeah, they love him. They love him. They love. Him. I never saw it. You know, I know he's a guy that has local ties. I get it, but I, I never thought that, you know, he was that dude. But we'll see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen with Sam Howell. We'll, we'll see. So, and I say local, I mean, you know, UNR. <laughs> so no. there's that for for much of the year he was leading the league in passing yards and then all of a sudden you know missed a couple Just games fell and, off yeah uh, fell off a little bit but he he was productive he did pretty well he was yeah, productive he was. there was a lot of inconsistencies yeah. but there was definitely production i don't think Howell. i don't think raider nation wants productive right now i think raider nation wants a splash and they might not get that right i think yeah. raider nation though really wants a splash and i feel like honestly if the Raiders don't land a, a, a Jaden Daniels or land like a Michael Penix or one of those. I feel like that Raider Nation is going to feel like it's a subtle. And it might end up being a really good quarterback who they end up with, but I feel like that they think it's going to be a subtle because everyone in their mind has Jaden Daniels. They all remember him being in the locker room week 18 following the Broncos' uh, victory, the Raiders' victory over the Broncos, and they're like, yes, that's the quarterback <laughs> of the future. That's the guy. And if it doesn't come to fruition, I think there's going to be a lot of disappointment. Yeah, for sure, um, and we'll see what they're able to do. I will say we were uh, watching the ESPN betting show in studio right before we came on, and nice. they were doing a breakdown of next season and where you know where the numbers could be. Uh, they were kind of setting a number on the Raiders' win total around seven and a half, and said the lean would probably be under, especially based on the schedule. And if you look at the schedule, they're probably right. There's not there's not a road game that you look and say, yeah, they're winning that one. Obviously, right. they're going to win a game or two or some on the road, but there's not one on the schedule you circle and say, that's a win. So right. they're going to have to take care of business at home, which they started to do at the end of the year, and win some games that you don't expect them to. But because, and I you know I know people hate this, the Raiders completely ruined themselves for next year by winning a couple games at the end of the season. They dropped in the <laughs> draft, and 
gave themselves a much more difficult schedule for next year. That's true. They did. I don't think AP keeps the job if he doesn't win those games, though. So yeah. it was like a damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? I mean, if he loses those games, then Mark Davis, the company, says, yeah, he wasn't able to get it done down the stretch. If he, you know, But, hey, it built up the draft stock. And then if you win those games and you're sitting there at number 13 overall, you got a tougher schedule well, and you're trying to figure out how to get back up to where you would have been if you would have lost those yeah. games. So it's, it's also like why you have to make an earlier – It's sorry. It's also why you have to make an earlier decision and say, hey, you got the job. Lose some games, man. Like that, that, <laughs> right. That's the – you don't when, – when teams do this, it's just so silly to me. And, you know, this is not hindsight. I said it at the time. Like make a decision. What mm-hmm. what are you you're okay? So go out and beat the Broncos who have nothing to play for. Go out and beat the Chargers who have nothing to play for. Great job, and I'm really impressed by that. You get the job now, uh, but now you've you've you know mortgaged your your future on doing that, which is just it's silly to me. But uh, it is what it is, and you're not going to change it. And by the way, Golden Knights get on the board. Nice, uh, nice breakaway goal there. There's one fan in Toronto cheering for the Golden Knights. Barbashev on the breakaway uh, gets the goal, so one nothing Golden Knights here in the second period in Toronto, trying to break that slide that they are on. Uh, but yeah, well, I'm never going to win that battle with fans. They always just want to win in the moment, and they they love seeing that. You know, hey, we won today. Great job. What does that mean for next <laughs> I year? Th- I thought you and Demond had a great back and forth when the Raiders put up 63 on the Chargers, and Demond said. Hey, no, but, you know, Pops and Little Johnny went out to the game and, you know, they got <laughs> yeah. to see 63 points and that was fantastic. And you're like, yeah, guess what, Johnny? The game that they put up 63 points, it doesn't matter, ruined the whole franchise and it yeah. sucks. Yeah. And it's your fault because, this, yeah, I thought that was a great conversation. So because now you're, you're playing road games at, like, Miami instead of, you know, well, in that case it'd be instead of the Jets who are going to have Aaron Rodgers, so they'll probably be better. But, you know, the point is you gave yourself a much more difficult schedule and put yourself in a tough spot because Antonio Pierce, I'm sure you saw this, was asked about, hey, you uh, it was on the pivot. Ryan Clark said, well, you have to find a quarterback, and now you don't really have the capability of doing it because you're at 13. And Antonio Pierce said, never say never, right. to which I think a lot of people got excited and say, oh, they're trading up. I think Antonio Pierce more meant, hey, we'll find our guy wherever we are. Uh, but right. people definitely got excited about that. Do you see them being in the market to trade up to the top three? I do. I think they're going to try. I'm not saying that it's going to be successful uh, because you've got to have a trade partner, right? I think that they're going to definitely make a call and probably shoot their shot just like they did last year, right? They traded. They tried to trade up to get to the number one spot, and they offered up Darren Waller, the same the same deal that uh, the Panthers gave up to get number one, but they added Darren Waller instead of DJ Moore, and the Bears said – uh, no, thank you. We'll take DJ Moore as yeah. opposed to Darren Waller. It clearly was the right idea. And, uh, you know, so the rest is history. So I know it's a new staff, but I do think that they'll try to get up there and get their guy. Uh, I think that AP understands, and I do believe that relationship with Jaden Daniels makes him want to get him. But, again, you've got to have a trade partner. Does the Patriots want to move out of number three? Do the, the commanders want to move out of number two? Probably not with number two. Maybe with number three that might be your only shot. Q, I want to ask about time to let's go one more time because yesterday about Josh Jacobs I was thinking – Maybe it's 30%, 40% that they keep them. But after Telesco saying that, you know, keep guys in-house, do you think mm-hmm. that maybe it's been, not said to him, but maybe make Josh Jacobs a, a bigger priority than he would have before taking the job? I think so. I think he's a priority. It, it feels like it, you know. And I asked the question about, you know, how, how important it would be to bring him back, and he said he wants to make a priority of bringing guys back. Now, Josh is going to have to want to – sign whatever deal that they they offer them uh, the one thing about it is that the free agent market is is pretty deep when it comes to running backs like a Derrick Henry like a Saquon Barkley like a Tony Pollard and among others so I mean maybe maybe that lessens the value of Jacob's deal a little bit we all know that he's more excited and 
more uh, willing to return to the Raiders now that AP is the head coach as opposed to who was there in, in place at first or possibly who could be there now. It is AP, so I think he can you know, get excited about a potential return there. But at the end of the day, Josh is a smart dude. He knows his value. He knows what he's looking for. And if it doesn't make sense, then he's not going to sign it. I mean, we all Adam could tell you that. Josh is not that guy that's just going to – he ain't me where I'm just going to sign any deal you throw in front of me because it's more money than I've ever had in my life. He's, he's a dude that's smart and calculated. So, uh, you know, if it doesn't make sense, then he's not going to do it. But I do think that it's going to be something they, they address and they try to make a priority, especially since we know AP called him the heartbeat of the team this day he took over on November 1st. Uh, have you seen Dave Ziegler around? I have not. I have not. I reached out to him a couple times to congratulate him on his uh, new role with the Saints, and I was a little upset at him as well because he was going to be my uh, my former GM on my, my national show on ESPN on game night, uh, as he was a couple weeks ago. And now that he has a role with the team, he can't be that guy. So I'm a little disappointed I lost my weekly guest. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Saints bringing him in and reuniting him with Derek Carr? How funny is that? <laughs> I thought that that was pretty funny. Like, I was happy for him just because it's an opportunity to kind of get into the mix and have his name out there and, and do what he enjoys doing. But I thought that that was funny. And if you're Carr, you're probably thinking, like, of all guys, that guy? <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, the guy who sat me down for the last two games and, you know, sent me home, whatever the case may be. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that that was pretty pretty funny but happy for zig i thought he was a good dude and he did you know basically what he could do and had some misses of course but i thought he was okay for what he did let's let's say it how it is Derek carl went home he wasn't sent home well yeah that's true <laughs> that's true too. let's stop this We're, we've danced around it for a year and a half and there's so many you know fans on both sides oh, i just stopped caring i just stopped I know, caring about but, it I was just like he was just done i know but we have to tell the people like for those that are still out there saying, they made Derek Carr. No, they did not. Right, right. They didn't. And by the way, the Players Association wouldn't have allowed them to do that. Right. They, he went home on his own full stop. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, and I'll also say this, and you can say what you want about it. Uh, I don't think Derek has an issue with Dave Ziegler being there. I think there's somebody else that was on the staff that he would have had an issue with being there. For sure. There's no doubt. I mean, there's the big, you know – the big animal in the room, Josh McDaniels, that he would not want to be a fan of and that he would be upset if he was in, in the building. But, again, I thought Ziegler was a good dude, but it's just it's just kind of funny that, you know, he's going to the Saints to – it's like everything that was former Raiders heads to New Orleans to do whatever they can do. I mean, Gruden was there in the – what, in the – uh, in the offseason last year trying to help coach up D.C. and show him what he does well. And, well, we saw how the Saints ended up, and they didn't win their division. They Den didn't make the playoffs. Dennis Allen so. is there. Dennis Allen is there. Jonathan Abram is yep. there. Um, who else? Foster was, Morrow is there. Yeah, Foster's there. Who was the guy that, that Gruden called uh, T.O. during camp that time? Oh, uh, uh, Brian Edwards. Brian <laughs> Edwards was there. I mean, yeah, yeah. They, they just about had everybody that was a former uh, – you know, Raider there. I can see Hunter Renfro going there next oh. in the offseason if they do decide to move on got, from, which I think they will. So we, there's that. We have to get out of here, but uh, I don't think Damon Arnett is going to be there. No, no. I think that he's going to be in probably locked up somewhere sooner rather than later, and that's a shame for him. Sad he's just story. A, yeah, it's a very sad story. Someone needs to sit him down and say, hey, dude. <laughs> and and they should have done that a long time ago. Yeah. He's got a problem. So, no yeah, question. bad news there. There you go. Uh, Q, tell everybody what they can find with your coverage from Indianapolis. What what you got coming up? Oh, man, just wall-to-wall -wall coverage, man. Antonio Pierce, we're going to meet with him tomorrow, get a little sit-down, not at the podium, but a little uh, hotel action and uh, see what he's got to say 
no videos. No videos, but we get audio, so there's that. So maybe no, no, no. more podcast appearances for one Antonio Pierce. Don't, don't say hotel action. It sounds weird. It is. It's a hotel action. <laughs> sounds weird. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not Go doing nothing sneaky. Room. Not right. doing nothing sneaky, freaky, man. I mean, you know, hotel rooms have convention centers. That's true. Good. So, yes, okay, we'll we'll do that. Hotel <laughs> action, not the room, the convention room. How about that for anyone not, who's not under back, the age of twelve? Not back to the hotel. Good. Right. Good yeah. Demands in the background. We, <laughs> he loves hotel it. room. We appreciate it. Have a good time. Say hi to Prime for me. I miss it and uh, all do. the hot spots in Indy. Uh, hey. we'll, talk, we'll talk to you soon. Q, you can check them out, Radio Nation Radio and ESPN National as well. Golden Knights, 2 nothing. They just got to go. Mason Morelli got a tip right in front of the net. Running Rebel warm-up coming up. UNLV in Wyoming in a half hour right here on ESPN Las Vegas.